to your mother it's time for another episode of birds with friends just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the eagles eating teams like bacon steaks and cheese it's philadelphia bow and shield in the cut kicking it cooler than two penguins still bows old arch nemesis greg cosell shows up and it gets real pull up a branch and chill it's time to get ill with some birds with friends the early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some birds with friends. Bowolf and Shukapati are coming at you with stats and things flapping their wings. Birds I'm gonna have friends. the rest of my life with these kids. Birds wow. Get, we gotta get that in a drop uh, immediately. I was editing that one out. That didn't come out quite There's no editing. No, no editing yeah, on this that's podcast. That's the one with birds with friends. No editing. <laughs> Hello and welcome, Shield Kapadia here in the host chair. I got all the control today, joined by Marissa, Bo, Zach, you know the crew. Thank you to everyone who is watching live on YouTube. You can watch later if you're not watching right now. And, uh, you know, I want to juice these numbers. You know, I don't know, YouTube, uh, wherever you subscribe. We haven't made those requests in a, in a while where we said subscribe, unsubscribe, grab your uh, spouses, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, all their devices, your kids, grab their devices, and uh, you know, just hit the subscribe button on YouTube, wherever you listen to podcasts, get those reviews, ratings coming in. Uh, I, I want to see us moving up the charts here. We're what, three weeks away from week one? Is that right? Yeah, yeah three weeks from this right. Sunday coming up. I yeah. think we get, where are we at? Like three, three something, three and change right now? We're doing well. I'm not saying we're not doing well. We're oh, doing yeah, well, but, but I mean, that's, that's child's play for yeah. us. Let's, you know, let's, let's get to a thousand, you know, at least. I, I, I want to be one of those podcasters who goes to like the, you know, Apple podcast page and like does the screen grab of where their podcast is in the rankings. Mm. And it's like, oh, hello there or something. You know, it's a, it's a nice humble brag. It's a nice taking a whiff, and uh, frankly, I would like to do that. So, and also, like, there's yeah, no humble um, in that brag, by the way. No. That's just a brag. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> the the Apple Podcast is a little like, let's be honest, it's a little passe. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like you know, we want to go where the people are. Let's let's go to YouTube. Let's let's beat out the algorithms oh. and uh, okay. you know, take people away from uh, being served uh, ridiculous oh uh, QAnon get stuff. Fired. Let's get them. Okay. Let's get don't them get here. Fired. Spotify. We'll still take Apple Podcasts though. Yeah, I, 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 I want to go up your there. comments there. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I want the Apple Podcasts. I want the Spotify. I want everything. Okay, I'm done my begging, but uh, I I will start every show like this if you do not come through, just to let you know. So we were all at practice today. It was a nice day. Uh, it was better than the walkthrough that I so wisely skipped yesterday. That you two. Uh, you two attended, so we. But you lot. did also, you did also adjust from going Friday to Thursday, meaning you were going to miss the live hitting. So let's Listen, not take, let's not give yourself too much of a whiff. Uh, you, you didn't see, you didn't see my nostrils flare. There was no whiff. There was no whiff. I was just stating, uh, stating the obvious. So uh, uh, we gonna... have a very quick, uh, quick YouTube uh, thing that I need to tell you. Uh, a new nickname for Zach, Mike Kafka. Ooh. I do like that, although it doesn't really play off Zach Berman at all. Is my only. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's not perfect, but it's it's yeah. good for what, what we keep them coming. Got. Yeah, the, I would say that's been the highlight of training camp uh, so far. There's no doubt about it. So today we are going to get to the news. We have my trusty newsmen here in Bo and Zach, who will tell you what everyone said, injury updates, everything that was important. Then we're gonna do a little. Uh, I don't know. I don't have a good name for you. I'm not Bo. I'm going to call it Around the Horn. We're just, no, 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 I'm not. What am I talking about? Around the Horn, that's a show. That's around the Horn, Bill, is a different right. thing. That's when we talk about the teams <laughs> around the league. Although I do have to say we, uh, I need to apologize because I have not been doing a good enough job 
with these segmented bird puns this camp. This is a, we will start with a quactus report, I believe is what you're telling us. Uh, it's okay. Trust me. No one, no one misses those present company uh, included. So we will just go around sharing our observations from practice today. And then we will get to some of your, uh, your mail, lis- listener mail, reader mail. What That's do we call uh, this? getting a bird in edge edgewise. Okay. okay. So you ask questions. We will answer them. I expect many of them to be about Zach's bike riding, Zach's stock tips. And so we'll make sure we don't miss any of those. So I think Z-Burb, you usually start us off. What were the most important things we heard today? Well, in terms of news, we had some late breaking news before we came on. The Eagles claimed Travis Fulgham off of waivers. Really? I didn't from, know that. Yes. I that. From the uh, Green Bay Packers, sixth round pick. Formerly I, of the Lions. Yeah, sixth round pick uh, from the Lions last Old year Dominion. from Old Dominion. Gives I them saw two, him last year. Yeah, gives them two ODU players on the uh, roster. And further stocks this wide receiver depth chart. Second wide receiver they've added this week. Who did they whack? They did not announce a, a, a corresponding move. Interesting, because they're at, they're at the limit. They're at 81 right now because they have an exception for Matt Leo. Yes. Interesting. I mean, let's not uh, let's not get our, our our hopes super high for Travis Fulgham if a guy if a, if it's a wide receiver released by the Packers. Yeah, he he was there for a week, uh, but but I I said that big bodied guy. They don't, they actually don't have a lot of big bodied guys. We talked about this. It's really just big Bob Davis, and I think well they Fulgham's have one big body guy, and that's JJ I think a white side, which is would good. you call him a big body? Well, yeah, absolutely. he's not as big a body as he about? was last year. We spoke to him today. Uh, he has dropped five to eight pounds of, of body fat. There you go. Not so big. He's between five and 10 pounds lighter than last year. The body fluctuate, uh, the body fluctuates, but uh, really worked on his, on his speed was very honest that last year was a mess for him and needs to play better. And he says, you won't even recognize the player from, from, from last year. Uh, but he was back at, at, at practice today, so that was news. Josh Sweat was not out there. Josh Sweat has an illness, and Fletcher Cox's maintenance day, which was said to be yesterday, was actually today. There you go. Travis Fulgham. We, we, I didn't even know this was uh, news happening, so you were breaking it to me, so good job. Out of you, Old Dominion, uh, six foot, uh, between six foot two and six foot three, 215 pounds, ran a four five eight coming out of uh, Old Dominion. So not the, uh, not the speediest fellow. And uh, Bo makes a good point there. I mean, the Packers are very, very, very thin at wide receiver. They have Devontae Adams and basically a bunch of guys. Did, did you see the practice restrictions in Green Bay? Have you guys been paying attention to this? Yeah. Very much so, yes. So, well, okay. I, think, I think Zach's probably been <laughs> yeah, paying exactly. more attention than anybody. He, gets an, he has an alert for uh, any time the press, the freedom of the press is affronted. Well, so they really put the clamps down in Green Bay about what they can report at practice. What, what was it, Zach? No, no depth chart notes? What else are they taking away? Yeah, so, so basically you, you, you can't say who's on the field with other players. Uh, so no depth chart, no formation things, things of that nature. Uh, this position really, switches can't do that. Yeah. I'm usually not in the business of, uh, being the media complainer. We have many of those, uh, among our ranks. So oftentimes I agree with them, but I let, I let them, uh, do the heavy lifting, but, uh, what's, what's the term grinds my gears. Is that, yes. yeah. yeah. I mean, this Garbanzo is so, beans, yeah. this is so ridiculous. I mean, I, and, and their GM, Brian, Brian Gutenkunst, uh, is the guy who came Brian out. Brian Gutenkunst. He's the guy who came out and said, this was his call. 
today, which, you know, way, way to let your coach uh, run practice and, and coach the players. Way to worry about the most important things. I mean, my story, which I shared on Twitter for this. Great story. Uh, I can I can uh, share some of the more more details here, but it was an OTA in Seattle, and they had brought back uh, Brandon Browner, who was uh, you know unsigned. He had his first run with the Legion of Boom, then then he came back, and so uh, he had been with the Patriots, and Bill Belichick had used him in kind of this hybrid safety type role, you know, matching up with tight ends. Uh, I went through the Patriots film, you know, so I'm looking. All right, well, this is how they used him. I asked Pete Carroll about it. He answers the question. No problem. I watch how he's being used in practice. I say, okay, that, that looks similar to how he was being used in New England. I write, a, I write a story, you know, this is sort of how they're looking at Brandon Browner. And the next day, uh, an official from the team says, oh, you know, that, uh, that Brandon Browner thing you wrote yesterday, I got a call from, I don't even remember uh, what I think might have been the Rams. You know, I have an old friend at the Rams. He gave me a call and said, gee, thanks for letting, uh, you know, thanks for letting your reporters uh, let us know exactly how you're going to use him, which, you know, I knew instantly this was ridiculous. You know, give me a break. Uh, cuts, cut, it's cut day. Actually, I don't even think it was cut day. I think they were at 90 and Brandon Browner was literally the first player they cut <laughs> from the roster. The guy never played a snap for them that year there's all this film on him i mean coaches are talking about him and it's just like worry about the important stuff i mean listen goody you 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 traded up for a quarterback your own quarterback is irate you drafted a 240 pound fullback in the second round of the draft you drafted a hybrid tight end fullback in the third round your wide receiver position is a disaster you were one of the luckiest teams in one score games last year if some other team reads a practice report from uh, our very own Matt Schneidman, the uh, Packers reporter. Is that really going to be the difference in how your team performs this year? Also, my other thing is, this relates to what? The first week of the season? Because after week one, week one, you have all the intel. You know what the depth chart is. You know what personnel groupings they're using. You know what plays they ran. Am I crazy here? You're not crazy. It's, it's the NFL paranoia. And, yeah, uh, it's really unbelievable. There's, there's too much of it. And, and, Frankly, it, it does a disservice to Packers fans um, who enjoy following the team. So, it's just it doesn't matter. Like it's exactly my my brother uh, who is actually a Packers fan sent me a couple of tweets. One is Gudikun said his pro scouts follow local beat reporters around the league. Are we going to make decisions over that information? Maybe or maybe not. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Goody. Like, uh, I I do like the idea. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start yeah. burying stuff in the practice <laughs> observations for like you know the Washington pro scout, and he's gonna be very very excited about uh, Sua Opeta. So, uh, I was gonna say, ridiculous. I, I like, love the idea of a pro personnel scout reading post practice report <laughs> and being like as confused as me at these references, getting like one out of every six reference. <laughs> And being like, wait a minute, you know, does this mean Matt Pryor's <laughs> going to be the starting uh, right guard here? So, I mean, they've scouted all these players. All right. We, we probably he says, I, I just thought from a competitive advantage standpoint, I thought it was the right thing to do. Yeah, Give me that, a break. That's why no other team is doing this. I mean, we can see firsthand with our uh, metrics at The Athletic that fans eat this stuff up. I mean, seriously, of all years to do this, there's been a pandemic Fans are starving for any little morsel of football coverage. And uh, God forbid they find out who was the, the second team right guard. Okay. People probably didn't uh, some, care about uh, hearing I'll about give you that. some uh, some YouTube uh, comment updates. Some love for your, uh, your Mariners hat, Sheila, although uh, they do want to see you wear it backwards like a young Ken Griffey. 
Uh, I have, you know, it depends on the hat, whether I go forward or backwards. Mm. Uh, these fitted, the flat brims, I like a forward, these sort of, uh, I don't know if they're even dad hats now because you see, you know, younger people wear them, but they sort of, what do you call that back? It's not a snap back, but it has like the little, uh, you know what I'm saying? Little loop yeah, kind of. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Those I feel like you can get away with uh, backwards. Now, now at practice, you go with the Fila hat. I do go with the Fila hat. Yeah, I'm bringing that back. Well, you, you don't want to be representing like another professional sports brand, I feel like, at practice. Do, do you agree with that? I do. I do think I agree with that. Now what's I, the professional. hat you wear? Yeah, what's the hat you wear, bro? I wear, I wear a Wesleyan hat. Got to represent the Wesleyan women's hockey team. They've been go. asking him for Wesleyan gear since the first day this uh, podcast started and yeah. still uh, have not gotten anything. Not the so, first uh, day the podcast started. Yeah. That was back when we were, we were a Middlebury family. But uh, I think I asked for Middlebury gear then. Uh, well, I've been asking you to read my stories for a while, but you well, know that. You know. Listen, we'll get to them eventually. We can. We got a lot to cover here. Okay. Uh, question from Ryan: uh, Does liking these videos every time they come up does that help us, Marissa? Does that? Do you have any yes. idea? Like away. Yeah. Like away. And Chris okay. told everyone in the chat to like the video too. So appreciate oh, nice. that, Chris. Oh, yeah. Very nice. <laughs> and then finally, what is Bo better at: coming up with bird names for games or interrupting people when they talk? Yeah, I was going to ask that. I mean, I was in the middle of getting our news. I mean, you'd be a little patient with the YouTube comments. Chill. I know it's your first time. But chill out there. We're still doing the news here. All right. My well, God. I don't, don't want to lose, the, uh, I don't I got, lose them. I get one J.J. Ortega Whiteside <laughs> nugget, and all of a sudden the YouTube comments are coming in. Zach, please. I mean, didn't the head coach talk today? Uh, Phil, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, so, uh, yeah, Doug Peterson spoke today. Uh, he said Nate Sudfeld is still the number two quarterback. Uh, and Nate is our number two at the end of the answer. He gave the for now or, uh, but the beginning he, he said, he said, uh, Nate is, is the number two. And it really sounds like they want to get Hertz reps because they, they want to see him and they're comfortable with Sudfeld, but clearly they need to get more work for Sudfeld in my opinion, if he is the number two, uh, what else came out of it? Hold on. See- hold on. I've got it. Uh, sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like I have the, the read on that situation. Yeah, let's hear. Hey, Doug, on uh, on Jalen Hurts, um, you know, what has impressed you so far out of him? And then as you go through, like, the contingency plans of what we would do if there was a situation where he had to go in the game, uh, is there, like, a special package of plays for him, or, or do you think it would be more just him running the regular offense? So you want me to reveal the game plan with him? Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be great, wouldn't it? Uh, well, yeah, I think you know me better than that. Dynamite drop it, Marissa. Yeah, I thought Shield gave me the head nod. No, that's good. I for, I actually had forgotten about yeah. that. That that was uh that yeah. was perfect timing, right? <laughs> Doug with a little paranoia there. And Bo, yeah. you really uh, you know, with your not getting that many questions, you man, you really tried to fit in a lot there, huh? It's a yeah, tough I mean, game that, with these zooms. What do you got? Of course, that's what you yeah. gotta do. And now uh the other thing that comes out of that is in the official transcript, you get a uh, parentheses smiling uh, from Doug Peterson and as as uh, Daniel Gallon pointed out not the first time in the, in the official press conference I have I have drawn a parentheses smiling from Doug Peterson so you know maybe there's a, maybe there's a little something going on uh, I, w- I would read I would certainly read a um, give me a little table on the athletic who's drawn the most smiles per question uh, <laughs> among Philadelphia reporters uh, I don't think I've gotten a, a smile from him in a- <laughs> Jeffrey Lurie, you've gotten a lot of smiles. Well, from yeah, that, that's, yeah, you got the Jeffrey. That's generally, oh, yes. Yeah, that's generally a hug or you know some <laughs> type of other uh, affection. But I was going to say, so let's, my, let's deep dive into that. My, my what, re- other kinds of affection. 
my read on the uh, Jalen Hurts situation is this. And Zach, I didn't, you know, I was listening to your guys' episode yesterday. You did a nice job. I don't have a whole segment to critique you. I thought it was I, I, disappointing. I'll be honest. I, I was uh, glad I yeah. wasn't there for that college basketball segment. I, <laughs> didn't, I, didn't, I didn't really want to be involved in that. So uh, good call doing that on a day. Yeah, that's what I figured. I wasn't here. But Zach, I, I hadn't seen the, the tweet from Daniel Jeremiah about, you know, Jalen Hurts being loved yeah. inside the building. So I thought that was a good morsel. So here's what I think is happening. I think they are happy with Jalen Hurts. I think uh, they, they've seen things from him that they hope they would see. Uh, whether it's on the practice field, in the building, his interaction with teammates. And I don't think they want to gas this guy up because, I mean, if Doug Peterson comes out and says, uh, Hertz has been way better than advertised, you know, that's going to be a competition. He's absolutely in the mix. He's doing things we weren't sure he'd be able to do with this short and unique offseason. Guess what's the, uh, you know, the big st the story we're leading off with today, the story uh, in every newspaper, every media outlet is going to be Jalen Hurts. And, you know, it, it only takes a little leap to get from that to obviously what we know uh, the next thing could possibly be. So I, I, think it, I think a general head coach thing is to never gas up the rookies, you know, just sort of, yeah, you know, they got a lot to learn. They're getting their feet wet type of thing. Uh, I don't think what he said, how he answered about Nate Sudfeld being the number two is at all how they feel about the backup quarterback situation. And it's also, you know, if we're following the maxim of watch what they do, not what they say, for the second day in a row, we saw Jalen Hurts working with the second-team offensive line. Not exclusively. He was working mostly with the threes, but there were periods where he was working with the, the number two offensive line. I think you're right. And I think, I mean, first of all, this is the dance that they have brought upon themselves by drafting Jalen Hurts that they now have to be wary about not gassing him up too much, uh, you know, in the locker room and trying to, to create the perception of, uh, you know, a quarterback competition. But I think that's right. I just, I mean, you watch these practices. I just, there's no way that as a coach, if you're, you've got, you know, every, every time you're playing a game, your job is on the line. There's no way you're going to be putting Nate Sudfeld out there over Jalen Hurts. I just don't believe it. Okay. All right. What else, what else we got, Burmo? Anything else from Doug Peterson? Yeah, so he, he does not sound too concerned about Miles Sanders. I think, I think that's, the, uh, that's fair to say. That's the injury that I think a lot of people want to know because it's week to week. Javon Hargrave's obviously the, the multiple-week injury, and, and we'll see what happens there. But specifically with Miles Sanders, didn't sound too concerned. So I think that's consistent with, with what we were saying yesterday. Um, he, he mentioned a, a few of the younger players who have impressed, but I don't think there's anyone there that's, that you, you really need to uh, kind of keep your eye on. Uh, and I'm sure that will all come up in the practice report as well. But the yeah. big thing I think was, was the backup quarterback situation and the injury situation. Yeah, I mean, I agreed. I think your guy's sentiment yesterday was right on. I mean, I, I feel like there's no reason for Miles Sanders to uh, really do much of anything here. I mean, obviously you want him in shape when the season starts, but you just want his body feeling at like 100% yeah. uh, capacity. What do you got there, Poe? I saw that little sip. Don't try little, to sneak uh, it by me like an 18-year-old, uh, you know, in the, in the basement I come on down. I'm not sneaking anything. I got okay. a little, little, little Sauvignon Blanc. No, oh, look at you switching no. it up, feeling fancy tonight. All right, yeah, just you know, end of the day. And Marissa uh, filed, has, filed the report. Has, has the iced coffee. Yes. And don't snitch, you know. <laughs> That's no. my little pink straw. Well, well, well she's already <laughs> drinking from it. So now, yeah. now five twenty-five Eastern time. That that's late for a nice coffee. Is this? I am up. 
I don't have kids like you okay. guys. You know, yeah. I'm I'm up yeah. very late. <laughs> okay, all right. I do have a question for Marissa because, uh, like, this is tough on you to be tasked with pretending to watch and pay attention the entire show while you're on screen. <laughs> How much practice does that take? <laughs> I'm writing down notes the whole time you guys are going. That's you impressive. see the little social clips, you know, I got to like be on my feet. Got to find the good stuff to tweet she, out. She's watching like Ozark on the monitor behind <laughs> this. When she hears her name, she, she switches uh, very quickly. All right. So uh, that was the news from today. We've got practice observations. We were all there to watch it. I thought it was a solid practice. I had some uh, observations. Bo, did you write up the observations yet uh, on The Athletic? I did. I don't know if they've been posted yet, but they okay. are uh, written. Uh, if you are uh, uh, pathetic and uh, don't have a subscription uh, at this point, theathletic.com slash birds with friends. I've seen a few of those uh, pop up here this month with people getting excited for uh, trading camp. So definitely use that code. I think it's the best deal out there. You can read practice observations every day. All right. We're, we're going to go, go turn by turn here. Who wants to start? I'll start. Oh, I like the assertion. This yeah. is this is this is this is not. Uh, give me. This is free form. This is just the me, things that jumped give me out to one us. One thing that stood out to you. One take okay. you had. One observation. It could be serious. It could be silly. It yeah. could be big picture. It could be uh, as little picture okay. thing. I don't know. I have the perfect answer. Go ahead. All right. Well, I guess this is little picture, but uh, John How. <laughs> I'd say John Hightower had a good practice today. We spoke the first practice that, that Quez Watkins was ahead of him on the rookie receiver pecking order. And I would say this was Hightower's finest day yet. Uh, so Hightower, who I suppose I have some vested interest in because when we did our receiver rankings back in the, uh, in, in April before the draft, I said he was the late round speed receiver to watch for the Eagles. And, and so I, I have a, nice best what a flex. Uh, yeah, wow. I mean, yes. I basically invented the guy, gassed really? him up at the shrine. Talk game, about, so you want to, you want to steal him from me. That's, <laughs> that's, that's you your guy to, but talk you about not question. a humble brag, just a regular brag. My <laughs> yes. gosh. Uh, so yeah, John Hightower came out and, and had his best practice yet. He did. Uh, yeah. Go ahead, and, uh, and it's not like he's been, you know, bad the other days. He made that really nice uh, downfield play on day one against Rasul Douglas on a nice throw from Jalen Hurts. And before practice today, Doug was asked about the rookies who have jumped out to him, and he, he name-checked Rager, Quez Watkins, Hightower, Michael Jaquette, yes. and uh, Jack Driscoll. So uh, Hightower has made a, a bit of an early impression. I think the biggest thing this is is another reminder of just how – how barren the cupboard was at wide receiver at the end of last year. But uh, Hightower has made some plays. He's got, he's got a little bit of juice. Yeah, I would say Doug Peterson, in my experience, those questions never land well with him. Because I love getting those questions in because sometimes you do find out a little morsel yeah. if it's the right coach. But, man, every time I've asked one of those about – I think my go-to usually was like, uh, you know, early in the spring or maybe when they return for camp, I, I want to know, like, who sort of impressed you, who's in shape, like who's testing, who's got the nice numbers. You could tell they've been putting in the work and he would either like name nobody or name like 11 different yeah. people. I'm like, all right, I can't, uh, I can't do a lot. And the other thing, so my story the, about that is, is, is back in 2016 when Doug took over um, and it was, it was the owner's meetings. And interestingly, usually the Eagles table is loaded with reporters this time, most Eagles reporters were over with Chip Kelly because it was Chip Kelly's first time talking. And you weren't? No, I was with Doug. I was one of the few with, with Doug. And I asked Doug, 
uh, who's your left guard this year? And Doug gave some weird answer about <laughs> Jason Peters and Jason Kelsey being able to play. And like, it took him, it took him like a minute to remember Alan Barber was on the roster. That's funny. Um, and, this was and, the, this was in the, in the beginning, Doug was much, uh, much more clumsy with the media. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. So, well, he was much more honest too. Sometimes mm-hmm. he would, he would just kind of go with, with the first thing on his mind. And, and then it would, but, but it was one of those things where he just didn't remember all the players. Uh, but it was to Shields' point where you can ask him to list guys sometimes. And you're like, where is this coming from? Two beverage Charlie again, huh? Is this like always? Do you always have two beverages? Left and a right? I wouldn't say always, but uh, – This is uh, yeah. two podcasts in a row. I mean, This one I feel much more – Yeah, I mean, just, I'm just reasonable. hydrating with the water. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the uh, coffee and the seltzer was uh, – well, I don't think we spent enough time on that. But, uh, <laughs> I think that, that's a very normal I, thing. Can I go second, though? Because I feel like mind relates sort of to what Zach just said. Well, I was just, is, it, is, it, is it about that one-on-one with Darius yeah, Slay? All right. Okay, that's, you, yeah. you want that no, no, one? No, no, go okay. ahead. I was just going to make okay. sure we covered that. Yeah. So uh, I think this was like the rep, uh, rep of the practice. I mean, mm-hmm. it was early on, uh, wide receiver, cornerback, one-on-ones, and uh, Hightower ran a fantastic route. It was getting Coach Flynn uh, fired up on, on Twitter. And uh, the good news is, John Hightower ran a great route. Right. How do you view this? The bad news is he dusted Darius Slay <laughs> right. uh, pretty badly. And so, uh, you know, the good news is you saw that uh, it was good change of direction. He did a nice job getting him leaning uh, one way and then coming back for, for like a slant. But uh, I guess I want to transition to a Darius Slay conversation is what I'm saying. I mean, has he, uh, you know, I feel like I don't want to jump to conclusions. He's got film in this league for many years, but I think, as we did our preview show, one of my predictions was that Darius Slay was just going to be like lockdown, PBUs, interceptions, and everyone was going to be fired up. I've only been to two of the practices. You guys have been to all of them. That has not been the case when I've been watching. I mean, I don't, I don't know that he's done anything that I've looked at and said, wow, you know, I, I can see um, this guy's sort of top-tier speed, top-tier talent, which, again, it might not mean anything. He's, he might not be a practice player or whatever, but I, I am curious to hear what you guys have seen from him so far. I'm trying to think. I don't think that I can remember uh, a pass of significance being completed against him in, in team drills. Okay. Um, so I think that he's been fine there, although the defense has generally been ahead of the offense when they've gone team. There was the, the one-on-one breakup he made deep against Quez Watkins, uh, which – you know, we can talk, we, we talked about before because Watkins had a yeah, step. I'm not, not giving him a lot of credit for that. I think I just generally like, I find it hard to really care too much about what, what Darius Slay does in, in practice. Right. Okay. He's a, he's a 29 year old veteran. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. It was, in, it was, it was funny on the Jalen Mills call today. Mills was asked about a play when Hightower, I, I believe beat them deep when it was Mills and Slay in coverage in seven on seven. And, and Mills was like, yeah, seven on seven is designed for the offense. The quarterback was holding the ball too long on that play too. You know, if there was a pass rush, it'd be different. That is true. And I mean, one-on-ones are absolutely designed for the, uh, for the offense to win. But then again, it is a day three rookie yes, going up true. a $13 million a year uh, cornerback. So that has to be factored in as well. Okay. Just something to um, sort of keep an eye on. I did also see with, with Hightower, I, I don't know which coach it was, was calling him big play quick because he wears uh, 82. Did you guys see that? Oh, I didn't know. No, I didn't. Yeah, know one of the assistants is calling him Mike Quick because he, he definitely had a he definitely had a nice day. I would say he was the. I'm uh, trying to think which assistant would have that knowledge. Well, I don't know what uh, 
who was who was the defensive backs coach who during those one on ones? Who was that? Markin Manuel. Manuel. Was... Yeah. Okay. okay. I was on the other side. I was watching O line D line. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the one who was coaching up Zach, all the DBs after every play and that kind of thing. I don't remember thing. that specifically, but that might have okay. been. Was he uh, wearing cleats? Uh, I don't know. I'm supposed to notice if they're wearing cleats. What the, <laughs> what the hell kind of question cleats. is that? Mark Emanuel, oh, he, wears he, he, wears, he wears cleats in practice. Yeah, yes. that's what Duke Riley told us yesterday. Yes. I mean, man, that, you could offer me a million dollars to get that bad boy right. I would have had no chance of knowing whether he was wearing. I mean, I'm trying to figure out who some of these new <laughs> who these players are who I, uh, who I have not seen. All right, so that'll count as mine. Bo, what do you got? Well, I have an exciting announcement to make. Um, you know, in the great tradition of DeAndre Carter in 2018 and Sua Opeta in 2019, I am prepared to officially declare my 2020 back of the roster camp crush. Four days in. Yeah. Wow. I thought we were saving this for a week too, at least. I like it. The Sometimes you fall hard. Yeah. All right. What do you got? Well, I've, uh, if you read the observations on Tuesday, you know that this player had a flashed just a little bit to me. I just I noticed a little something, like the way he moved. Scout's eye from your uh, your visit to uh, that's right Tennessee. Yeah, I think and, that's happened. Uh, and today in seven on sevens, you know this was a, they they were doing a lot of blitzes today. It was basically a a, a blitz day, and seven on seven uh, blitz drill. Jalen Hurts tries to get the ball out quick, mm-hmm. and boy is it snagged intercepted very cleanly by my man, Elijah Riley, the Army defensive back, who is sort of a a safety corner hybrid, has been sort of in individuals, been with the safeties, but he's working as the third-team nickel. I like what I, I like what I see from an Elijah Riley. Uh, I need a full background report on this guy. That was a very nice play. I actually thought it was a linebacker who was uh, because he does wear forty-eight. You know, right? Yeah, he's got. I mean, he's got a, a bad number. All right, so what do we know? Tell, tell me about this guy. I literally know, you know very little about him. Here's what you need to know. Elijah Riley, while at college at Army, picked off Daniel Jones. Okay. Uh, was primarily a corner at, at Army, but uh, went to the Shrine game, did well at the Shrine game. Uh, talking to uh, DFOP Fran Duffy, he er, let me know that Bobby Taylor, who was the uh, D-backs coach at the Shrine game, was very impressed with uh, Oh, with I like Riley. this. So and I, I believe there was, maybe I think they, was they, they, they did an interview on uh, the journey to the draft podcast. I believe it might've been Howie or someone else was at the army Navy game. And, mm. and I, I think Howie mentioned that, that they, they saw him on, on their field at the army Navy game. Huh. So there you go. Now Kayvon Wallace had a good day today too. This was his best day of camp. He had two diving uh, pass breakups, but Elijah you, Riley is my guy. Are you ready to call Kayvon the next Brian Dawkins? Uh, I am ready to call him the roommate of Brian Dawkins Jr., <laughs> the former roommate. So, so Elijah Riley would, uh, I mean, how does he transition to the NFL? Like you see him as maybe like a third safety type guy or what, what role would you envision for him? Well, yeah. I mean, like a, a like a safety nickel hybrid. Okay. I think, uh, you know, I mean, we're talking about probably practice squad, you know, maybe excels on special teams and gets, uh, you know, may, maybe as a long shot to get on defense in year two. This is a very big long shot. Well, but, well, you know, Bo, uh, correct me if I'm guys. wrong. I, I, I would say correct me if I'm wrong, but on your pre-training camp 53, you had Graylin Arnold on on there, correct? I think I probably did. Yeah, uh, because yeah. I, I, th- I think you – Although the, maybe – I think you did. 
Yeah, I don't know. No, no, no. I yeah. think you had Douglas being traded, maybe. Or oh, I had Sidney yeah. Jones being traded. Sydney, yeah, yeah, yeah. You had Sidney Jones being traded. Would you put Riley over Graylin Arnold in the undrafted DB rankings? For me, I, I think the Eagles the probably. Team? I think the Eagles probably still have Arnold higher. They they guaranteed him more money, and okay. how he gassed him up for a while, but. I don't, you know, wait. That's good. Someone to keep an eye on. That's love is love. Yeah. He, yeah. He also has a linebacker name, though. Are you sure they can't just have him put on a few pounds and wear 48? That's possible. They tried it with Asante Brown. Yeah. Uh, I, think that would, uh, I think that would be a move that would at least um, help me out a little bit. Okay. After, we'll get to you in a second, Zach. But uh, after the show is over, I'm sure we're all going to settle in for a little Lakers Blazers mm-hmm. at uh, 9 o'clock tonight. And uh, maybe you want to throw a little lettuce on that boy, because sure. The regular season is fun and all, but there's only only one thing can compare to the excitement of basketball's playoffs, and that is having skin in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Basketball has made its way through the regular season. Now it's time to crown a champion, and DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you in the center of the action. To celebrate basketball's first round of the playoffs, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving you an amazing free bet offer for every day that you bet at least $20 on basketball, DraftKings Sportsbook will give you a $10 free bet. I I have done this every day of the basketball playoffs. It's a terrific offer. You lose one bet, you come back with the $10. Fantastic. Head to the app right now and check out all that they have to offer, including player props, quarter-by-quarter betting, and so much more. Plus, don't forget about hockey's playoffs. DraftKings Sportsbook is offering great odds and promotions all week long to help you make it rain. DraftKings Sportsbook is a safe, secure, and reliable betting app You can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code TOSS when you sign up for a limited time. All users can get a $10 free bet when placing a bet of $20 or more on all first-round playoff action. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook is going all out by offering a $10 free bet when placing a bet of $20-plus on all first-round playoff action. Again, that's promo code TOSS only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Pennsylvania only in partnership with Meadows Racetrack and Casino. Other terms and conditions and restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We were up all night long studying and losing sleep so we could try to prepare to figure out how to stop the bog offense. Joe Judge is a well-adjusted individual. I love my high student loan payment. All things said by no one ever. (laughs) Check if refinancing with Ernest could help you lower your monthly payments. Checking takes just two minutes. If you've been making the same monthly payment on your student loans for the last couple of years, odds are you could reduce your payment and save by refinancing with Ernest. Even if you've refinanced before with today's low rate environment, most people could save by refinancing again. Checking your new rate is fast and easy to start. Complete with a few questions online. It only takes two minutes. Then you'll get a personalized rate estimate without affecting your credit score. If you want to change your monthly payment, combine many loans into one easy payment or get a better rate, Earnest, that's E-A-R-N-E-S-T, makes it easy. Plus, there's no origination fee or any other fees. And the internet loves Earnest's customer service. They're rated 9.4 out of 10 on Trustpilot. And now you can get a $100 cash bonus when you refinance a student loan with earnest.com slash birds. Once again, you get a $100 cash bonus 
when you refi your student loan at earnest.com slash birds. Not available in all states. Visit earnest.com slash birds for more details. Terms and conditions apply. Earnest student loan refinance loans are made by Earnest Operations, LLC, NMLS, number 1204917, California Financing Law License number 6054788. The address is 303 2nd Street, Suite 401N, San Francisco, California, zip code 94107. Visit earnest.com slash licenses for a full list of licensed states. All right. I think we are back to... Oh no! I think it's snake, snake. Things right? to you, right? Oh no! Did no, Zach you got to go? give another. You got to give another. We're doing this. Oh, uh, we're snaking. Yeah, we're snaking it. Interesting. Okay. Uh, well, then I will. Uh, I will address a question asked by uh, Tim Pachola on YouTube. He says, "Any Davion Taylor updates? Have you ever expected less production from a non-injured third-round pick before at a major position of need?" A fair question. Uh, there was a there was a little flash I saw from Davion Taylor today. Um, it was also in seven on sevens and he was covering Adrian Killens uh, on a wheel route down the field and Killens had it like maybe a step on him and uh, Her Jalen Hurts tried to throw it and it was a little bit under actually with Sudfeld sorry uh, because Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback uh, the ball was underthrown a little bit and Taylor broke it up and I think it was a good example of just that this guy is a very good athlete for the position Adrian Killens is like blazing fast and for a linebacker to be close to step for step with him, I thought was impressive. And, you know, Taylor has done a little bit more than uh, I was expecting after seeing him buried on the depth chart on, on Monday, Sean Bradley has been very good. He's been all over the place. Uh, but I think that maybe, maybe we were a little too hard on David and Taylor. I do think that uh, it's still fair to say that the expectations are for him to not be playing defense this year. I think he's going to be, uh, you know, a core special teamer, let him run around and hope that by, by year two, he can be, uh, you know, a nickel linebacker. There you go. Uh, I, I can just, uh, I'm glad you were keeping an eye on him. I have not noticed him on one rep since I've been there. That doesn't mean he hasn't done anything. We're on different fields. I'm not paying attention to everybody, but I thought that's a good update. Zach, any, anything to add there or should I get to mine? No, get to yours. Okay. That was well said. Uh, one thing I noticed is that, uh, I'm intrigued. Well, that, well, this I had a funny moment today, Zach, because I know you said that you took my advice and asked Doug about the uh, the sort of how yes. the offensive coaches are working together. Yes, Deuce. Yes, Deuce. Right. Yeah, in the meeting rooms. And so uh, I was standing next to Les Bowen today, and you know we're just uh, making small talk, and he's like, "That was a good question by whoever asked it about how the offensive coaches." <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you take yeah. credit? I mean, no, I mean, if I, it would have been true Indian Larry David if I was like, yeah. uh, now, wait a minute. Yes. I know Zach asked that yeah. question, but I was the one who came up That's with that really idea. Funny. But what I did notice is that it is, it is a very interesting storyline to me because I noticed Carson Wentz goes through his reps, comes back, and after one drill, he's sucking a Marty Morningway. Next, next time out there, whatever, seven on seven, he goes through his reps, comes back, He's talking to Rich Scangarello. Obviously, Press Taylor is probably the guy he's talking a lot to. Doug Peterson is who he's talking a lot to. So um, it, it really is, I feel like, a challenge for Doug Peterson and what I think would be a strength of his, which we saw during the Super Bowl year, which was let's make sure all these, you know, you trust all these offensive coaches. Does everyone have a role? Make sure it's not too many cooks in the kitchen, that kind of thing. And so I have too confidence that Doug Peterson can make it work. But at the same time, 
it is a little unusual, you know, normally it's, I feel like most of the time there's the quarterback knows who is go to whatever coaches after that goes, talks to him, whoever's holding the play sheet. And that's that. And this definitely is a little bit of a different, uh, different look, different setup. It's a valid point. Okay. I, and, and now I'm, I'm curious, both you guys, you mentioned your small talk with, with, with Les Bowen. What's your, your, your small talking, uh, approach or strategy in 2020 practices because good question you know like i i want to go non-football here no i want to be polite i don't want to be rude but but this comes up from 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 time to time where i'm I'm really trying to kind of keep my distance and, and, and respect that um even in drills when you would ordinarily do do small talk you 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 don't want to get too close and it's also when you're wearing the mask it's harder obviously to to kind of hear uh, every word in the question. I haven't found it to be too difficult, to be honest, uh, you know, socially distanced, but you know, you have the mask on, so you've got to be a little bit louder. I haven't had to ask people to repeat themselves. I think they've heard what I've said. Now you are a little bit too sort of approachable, personable, like me, I feel like yes. if I'm standing there, uh, and I can give off the cold vibes where people are like, okay. all right. You now, know, I think you overstate this because no, I think people I think, know when I, I don't I think, the, I think the birds with friends, Sheil, and the real life Sheil yeah, have a little yeah. bit different personalities. Yeah. You, are, you are much friendlier, much warmer at practice than you are yeah. on this show. Plus, well, you're the national reporter coming in. Everyone kind of wants wants to kiss the ring. Well, uh, listen, I you like know my- you're telling you're you're <laughs> telling stories about what Allen Iverson said about weights, and you're cracking up the uh, you know good. the, yeah, the people good. in the stands. I didn't even Please. know you were listening. You are not you are not the curmudgeon that you pretend to be in uh, in in real life. Well, I like most of these people, and I dislike most people of the general population. So this is like a a little segment of the population who I've interacted with, who I know who I don't have to, I don't see every day. You know, I haven't seen a lot of people in the last six months to no one's surprise. And so, uh, yeah, I, I like being out there. I like watching practice. That's a fun part of the job for me. But uh, I think you overstated in general. I mean, you know, talk to me in like the dog days of, uh, you know, November when I've been on the beat uh, every day. If I want to be having conversations with some of these people, it would right. probably be a different story. But I've, I've intentionally tried to keep my distance at, at, at these practices. Yeah, me too. I think yeah. uh, I think most people have done a good – I've yeah. seen – everybody's done a good job at that, I think. And also a, a big difference, in my opinion, um, on whether – uh, I am writing the observations that day. Oh, good point. Good point. If I'm yeah. doing observations, I don't really need to be talking to anybody yes. except for, you know, maybe maybe someone whose opinion I trust about a play. Frank, uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm Duffy. Yes. Yeah. yes. Um, if I'm not, then I'm a little bit more open. And like it's, if it yesterday, the the, uh, the double dip of a of a walkthrough that I wasn't writing up, I mean, you know, I might as well, I might as well just you were smoking a cigar. <laughs> I, mean, I yeah. wish I should have. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Who is, uh, who is up next here? Let, let's do it. I, I, I believe I am. Uh, All right. So these will be your last two and yes. then uh, we'll each give one more. And then if you missed anything in the notebook, we can, uh, we can get those off our chest. You want, you want to know about how, uh, you know, inequitable you are as a host throwing throwing out an odd numbered snake is just as, as rude as it gets. How many has Zach done? No, he's, this is two and three. But if it's a yeah. snake, you got to make it even. Otherwise, someone gets screwed. That's okay. It's yeah, not going to. No, end I'm with the one getting screwed. Uh, I'm not. I don't really. You know, this is not a competitive are, game. How I'm are just you getting saying. screwed? How are you getting screwed? In a competitive game, the the no. advantage of because I'm I'm picking ninth. I'm picking fourth or third, fourth, and ninth. 
are we each giving three observations? Isn't that what you said? Yeah. So that's fine. So yeah. that, that's, that, that's what we're doing. That's, everyone gets three. That's equal. No, but it's not in order. Give me a break. The yeah. whole advantage yeah. is I would then so, get to go first in the fourth round. This, this is why I'm hosting. This is why you lost the Lurie <laughs> draft. I mean, this really says a lot about a lot of things. Zach, go ahead. So I apologize to Bo. I did not send you the O-line, D-line drills. Um, I was transcribing on my oh, own. Oh, I actually I, forgot about that. I, sh- yeah. I should have sent you that. Uh, I, I thought I was watching them. Uh, she was watching them as, as well. So tell me if you had the same impression. I thought Hassan Ridgeway and Joe Osman were two players who, who, who showed up there. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Uh, Ridgeway was, was really tough for them to block in the interior. Uh, 98 on your program. Uh, he was – Number six he, in your hearts. Yeah, he, he got through well. And then Osman was doing this inside spin move or inside move. That's all he does. Was yeah. it against Mylotta? <laughs> yes, it was against oh, Mylotta. It doesn't yes. count. It doesn't count. <laughs> An inside spin move against Mylotta, is, it's, it's free money. It's the free roll from DraftKings. That doesn't count. <laughs> well, nonetheless, it, uh, he, was, he was doing it and it was working. And it, 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 it got into I a mean, conversation with on. someone. It got into a conversation with someone where, man, every time you look up, Joe Osman's making a play. So Because it's against Mylotta. <laughs> uh, I, I thought he had a little bit more than that. I, I did write down Osman, but I'm not what, somebody who's going to jump to conclusions and yeah. say, this is going to translate and he's going to be legit. But in from, that, Just from one-on-ones, you wrote, wrote his name down? Yeah. J- j- okay. who, who's number 61? That's Raekwon Williams. That's, yeah, or that's, Julian Good-Jones. Uh, Which one are you talking about? There was a 61 on six Jones. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. I thought uh, there, I thought Osman flattened him on one uh, on one play, and he like fell in the other, and then he took out the other uh, offensive lineman. And Good Jones wanted to run it back right away. So uh, I, I, you know what? Well, and that's interesting. Sell that drill. Like he he does his rep, and then he like runs back to the you know the defensive players with he's like a ball of energy. And so I feel like if you approach it like that, you're more likely to get noticed. Uh, and then you have you know. Fletcher Cox and Jason Peters just chopping it up the whole time. Just, I mean, they're not involved at all. They're just watching, laughing, talking about who knows what. Uh, so I did enjoy that whole scene. That's funny because on the practice observations, I wrote that one, Hassan Ridgeway has had a very good camp so far, mm-hmm. as far as, okay. as I'm concerned. I think he's been very good. He had, I think, two sacks today during practice, like during the, the team drills, mm-hmm. uh, making making some real headway. And then I wrote that like the defensive line, uh, you know, their depth is being tested, and the only guy who hasn't shown up to me at all is Joe Ostman. Oh, taking a oh. shot at Joe. So there you go. I mean, he just I needs to go it's... up against Good Jones and Jordan Mylotta, I guess. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. And if we, I'm not going to use my thing on this, but Mylotta is like, and now Doug said today it is, yeah, uh, you know, he was asked about him, and he said year three it is sort of like go time for him. Yeah, he's still only 23. It's only his third year of football, but he is not ready to play in a game. Well, you were gassing up, uh, was it Prince? Prince Tega? Yeah. Prince Tega had a very nice rep. Did he? Uh, I thought to the point where Stoutland came over and gave him like a double fist pound and like, all right, I, I don't remember exactly how it looked, but I think he like put his like, you know, hands mm-hmm. on his helmet. Like, that's what I want to see. Nice. Or, you know, something to uh, that effect. He was very excited about it. He also looks the part. I mean, he looks like this sort of lean. Yeah. Well, he's like, I mean, he he's a... He was going to be a third round pick, if not, you know, maybe back end of the second round if he was healthy. It's it was a, yeah. it was an injury thing that dropped him to the sixth round. Um, and he's not like something there. He's not like Mylotta where he was like super raw. I mean, he was raw but still effective. I think uh, 
yeah, if if his if his body is able to make it through, they they might really have something. Also, did well in the rookie singing. Uh, oh, did very well. Oh, he did a little. He did a little Bob Marley. He did the yes. best. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. Where's that available? Where can I watch that? John Clark's Twitter, I think. If you okay. if you because otherwise it's just guys Instagram. All the players' Instagram lives. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I, I, I mentioned two the uh, linemen, so that could technically count as two and three. But I'll I'll, I'll give one more. I mentioned Ortega Whiteside. I'd have to deline him. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I mentioned Ortega Whiteside at the top of the of of the show. Uh, first, first was it seven on seven? No, no. First team drill. He he had a he caught a nice slant, showed a little a little pop there, if you will. Uh, and he had a said, drop later in the later in practice. Yeah, but I'm focusing on on that one in particular <laughs> on, on the slant. Save okay? it for your observation. Yeah. Um, and but it was it was the first time we've seen JJ in those live settings. So uh, or in in those competitive settings, I should say. And he's obviously a player to watch. Uh, he, it was interesting speaking with him today. Okay, I, I am up here. Uh... Avante Maddox just being sort of handed this um, mm-hmm. outside corner job is very interesting to me. I mean, it just. Are you going to ju- talk about the play that I was going to talk about? Go ahead. No, I don't even have a play. Mm. Yeah, no. I, so this will be a good uh, lead into yours. See, see, that's good hosting. Uh, mm. Synergy, segues. I knew what you were going to do. I come in. I say I set up my uh, teammate like that. I was just going to say the fact that he's not rotating. It just reeks of, you know, Jim Schwartz saying, I love this guy. I'm playing him and mm-hmm. uh, you know, we can compete at other positions, but it's like very far from a sure thing. Uh, you know, the discussion we had previously about if Darius Slay is following a number one wide receiver and that guy goes into the slot and you're going to have Avante Mannix and Nikel Roby Coleman as the outside cornerbacks. That is not, those are not matchups I would feel great about if I were Schwartz or the Eagles. So uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's an early camp thing. I, don't get the sense that it is. I get the sense that Schwartz has loved this guy since he first uh, came into the building and he's going to find a way to get him on the field. My suggestion back in uh, January, February was to make him your starting free safety over uh, Ronnie McLeod. That was not what Jim Schwartz was thinking. He was thinking outside corner where he, you know, I don't know if it's the least experienced, but certainly, um, you know, had the one bad green Bay game, but uh, that is just and the bad bears game playoff game. He was bad in both, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Allen Robinson dusting him, yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, against Trubisky. Yeah, all right. What was yours? Well, uh, we saw that play out. Um, now, I don't know if they, like, given the way that the roster has been constructed, I don't know that they have a better option than Avante on the outside. I think that probably is their best option. Uh, but that's what they chose to go with. And they, I don't believe it's a competition as much as Schwartz said it. I mean, we haven't seen anybody else out there. But uh, we saw it play out today on – it was a, it was a, the live, not live, but a full team blitz period. And it's ones against two offense. And Nate Sunfeld, who hasn't made a play all camp, is like back dropping, back backpedaling, and just hoists up a prayer to Big Bob Davis mm-hmm. against Avante Maddox. And Big Bob Davis has no trouble coming down with the ball against Avante Maddox. Now, Avante Maddox is like tight in coverage against – all these guys, he's pretty sticky against Jalen Rager. Rager made a nice catch at the end of practice. Avante was right there. But, like, the ease with which a Sudfeld-Big Bob combination was able <laughs> to just complete something easily against Avante Maddox was, I thought, 
uh, a, a bad sign of potentially things to come. I mean, if any any offensive coordinator can can scheme up whatever they want to get Avante against somebody with size, especially if Darius Slay is who the Eagles think Darius right. Slay, you know, it's kind of like bad news either way, right? Either they're saying, well, we don't need to exploit that matchup. We can just go at Slay also, or they're saying Slay is really good and we don't want to go his way. We will go at the uh, other guys and they're going to be playing a lot of man coverage. And we know they don't like to play a lot of two deep safety. So it's not like he's going to be getting a lot of help. So that will continue to be a storyline to monitor. All right. Does anybody have any other observations they they have in their notebook, in their head? They want to get off their chest. Bo, don't give up uh, everything that's, uh, you know, on the athletic. We got to mm-hmm. give re- people a reason to subscribe here. You know, you're like, you know, when you do observations, you're a big, uh, you're a big music guy. You like to drop in the music that's in there sometimes. Yeah, that was in my prime. Now, I mean, yeah. they would have to be playing like. I mean, well, what do you think of? We got uh, uh, WAP. Is that is that how it's pronounced? I think so. Yeah, that was yeah. fun. Marissa's yeah. laughing. Yeah. yeah. I yeah have Marissa, no idea. chime in here. Oh, now I thought Marissa. My, I have no not idea. Marissa version. Well, I said I said in the observations that if you wanted to, you could call when uh, Greg Ward, don't get fired, JJ Ortega yes. Whiteside, and Joshua Perkins are out there. You could call that uh, the WAP offense, but I don't think it has the the intended purpose. Okay, uh, Jason Kelsey going full bear midriff. How do you feel about that? He's done that before. Yeah, he always. I mean, he was really Not get, always. He but, was really yeah. getting up there. I mean. Yeah. It's hot for him. It was hot today. Hey, listen, he's an established vet. He's allowed to do it. Yeah. He doesn't need to have the uh, six pack abs. What do you make of what do you make of of like everybody getting a day off except for Brandon Graham? He just doesn't he just doesn't want it. Well he doesn't want I I think he said that, right? Yeah, no, I I asked him the question. I mean he said that he doesn't but (laughs) no flex right there. How about that flex? Oh yeah. He's like that great question yesterday. Someone asked Brandon Graham. (laughs) Circle back, yeah. (laughs) Uh, it's weird to me. I mean, he's like the only vet I've ever known who has wanted to be out he did there. Say, he did say get back to me next week, so okay. maybe he takes a day He's just excited. Week. Yeah, he's just yeah. excited for the start here. Uh, what else did I have here? Uh, I, I finally got a glimpse of Connor Barwin. That's a mm-hmm. fun O-line, D-line drill because you got Stoutland. You got, like I said, Fletcher Cox and Jason Peters are just sort of like making jokes on the side. You got Connor Barwin as the quarterback. Barwin going with the uh, – what would you call that? Like a like a six inch short? You know how all the shorts have inches now? The men's shorts. Yeah, I, what are you I'd talking about? That. Yeah, have you like, been like, like the inseam of the recently? shorts? Yeah, the yeah. inseam of the shorts. No. This is how they sell shorts now. Yeah. It, it's not like a waist. It's not like a small, medium, yeah, large. It's... Like each short has a number, like six, eight, nine. Yeah, you, you yeah you can buy. Not numbers. interested in that. Ah, it, I, mean, I didn't ask if you were interested. I know, I'm but I mean, to you, uh, I'm telling you, I'm not buying those. Give me a, for like me the a, last five years, give me a large or an extra large. Those, uh, those are the options I want. Yeah, well, don't you care about the inseam? Like you don't want it past your knees. Yeah, I find the length yeah. to be. Yeah, very I, know, I've, to be quite I feel honest. like you're not yeah, the fat five right now, right? Like, yeah, but I don't think it needs to be told. I can just look at it and see. Oh, that's the that looks no, like the right thing. No, but totally disagree. That is so deceiving. Exactly. See that? Yeah, and plus you're doing online orders now. You see it. You have no idea. Okay, Mr. Indochino, all of a sudden he gets measured measured for one suit and he needs to get the specific measurements of every other thing he gets. If you go to Target, if you go to Target.com, you get anywhere. That's the first thing you're looking for. You hold them up and you like the length, right? So you purchase, you go home, you put them on. Next thing you know, you got a little too much man thigh showing there. Tape measure shield going going out everywhere he goes, pulling out his tape tape measure. (laughs) All right, I I don't really know where to go with that one. All right. (laughs) 
moving. Uh, yeah, but Con- Connor Barwin seems to seem to enjoy the short shorts. And by the way, Brandon Graham wants to, he wants to do post NFL what what Connor Barwin and Darren Sproles are doing. Really, I would have paid. Brandon Graham is a media guy. You know, he he's been involved in the media in Philadelphia. Yeah, he wants to he wants to work for the organization, huh. he, uh, just like Barwin and Sproles. I think he would be good as like a local media guy. You know? Yes, yes, yeah. yeah so do I. He'd be great in the D-Gun role, you know? Yeah, Sp- speaking of which, I feel like we did, we never mentioned that on here. I actually had it in my notes. I mean, terrible. Uh, much respect yeah, to Derek on. Gunn. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. For those who don't know uh, what we're talking about, Derek Gunn was let go by NBC Sports Philadelphia. You know, I'm not going to claim to like – you know, be best friends with him or know him extremely well. But it wasn't one of those things where I watched this guy interview players as I was growing up in the area. I mean, after games, he's getting guys. I thought he always asked really good questions. What is Bo laughing about uh, here? I mean, really. I miss Manthi Teo. And apparently the, the, the commenters liked it. They said it deserved a bigger laugh. I mean, I mean uh, Bo is like the guy at the funeral. <laughs> not that this is a funeral, but I mean, it's like the one serious thing we've talked about. The entire you time. didn't have to ask me what I was laughing at. You could have just moved on. Well, the audience we're on video. The entire yeah, but not everyone's listening. On, not everyone's watching. There but anyway, uh, I thought Derek Gunn did that job like as good as the yeah, job yes. could be done. I mean, he formed relationships with players. He broke news. He asked good questions after uh, after games to the players. Um, you know, he was there during the week, and so um, you know, whoever gets him next is going to be getting a. Uh, a great uh, TV reporter and you know, it, it sucks for the yeah. fans, the viewers who are not, who are what go to post game live after uh, a game and want some insight and want to know what's being said. I mean, he had perfected that role and, and really did a good job. So uh, I wanted to mention that like whenever it was 10 days ago, Very well you, said. you just yeah. mentioning it now made me think of it. A guy with real uh, gravitas, I would say in the locker room. And then the one thing, yeah. the, the, the other thing I wanted to say about, uh, about Gunn is the one thing I always appreciated about him. Uh, I think you can tell a lot about a TV guy by their relationship with their cameramen. Mm. And uh, Gunn always had a, like a great relationship with the, yeah. uh, the cameramen and the, and like yeah. the producers around him. I thought that mm-hmm. said a lot for him. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. The players, I mean, you saw players come out after the, uh, after that was announced and come out and uh, you know, I think Lane Johnson said everyone trusted yep. you in that locker room. Yep. Andy, Andy Reed sent him a football, I think. So, um, you know, good, good luck. Uh, I mean, I'm sure something better uh, is coming up next for him. And then I'll just say personally too, I, I, I worked with him quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, I, I was oh, on. No, no, no. Time. time for the whiff. No, this is not a whiff at all. This is okay. Yeah, let me, well, I used to be on TV me, a lot. No, <laughs> let me explain. Let me explain. Okay. Um, the show quick slants like that that that, that he was that on. used to be on a lot oh yeah. i i can you mute Bo? I, I would occasionally, God, really i would occasionally be on with him but what i was what i was going to say is is that is a difficult show for someone who doesn't have a lot of experience reading a teleprompter someone who's 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 not used to kind of being in the in the co-host role you know typically when a reporter goes on 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 tv you're a panelist not in a co so it's it's a totally different job and Derek was amazing to work with because he would make it easy for you. And he was incredibly supportive. And so I would say personally, he was a major help to me. There you go. That wasn't well. a flex. I was trying. I was oh, it was a bit of a flex. Yeah, please don't, you don't need to apologize. To <laughs> uh, we have a question. Right, we yeah, have a get, question uh, now's uh, a good time to get yes. to the YouTube comments. Let's get yes. to them. 
We have a question from Keyshawn, uh, who wants to know, and I hope I pronounced that right. Uh, Got to ask Zach, what inch shorts are best to show off the bike legs? What in shorts? What, what yeah. do you mean? Yeah, well, we're talking. Oh, short oh what bike. in shorts? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm. I mean, I'm not trying to show off the bike legs, but I'm not very tall, so yeah. I. I'm not trying I to keep so, so unlike Bo, I care quite a bit about the inseam. So I'm. I'm looking at like Ooh, a inseam seven guy. Inch, yes. Yeah. So that's that's something that that matters with the shorts. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't think we, you probably don't want to go there during this episode, but I would be more. Um, sort of uh interested the biking these sort of under the short if you know what i mean what, what you got uh, going on there because that, otherwise that could be a problem you're stopping every uh you know 10 pedals adjusting yeah. a little no, bit well, well they said yeah, you don't I, want I mean, if we're gonna like like they have shorts that have the liners in them and so you oh there you go. Oh. Like, he's ready like, okay like a, like, like a, a swim truck right. He's giving no, that it's one like, thought. No, it's like a, it's like a boxer brief liner, and it's like a two and a half. Okay. I don't know why this is really oh, a discussion. Wait a it. minute, really? There are shorts that have a boxer brief in it. Uh, yeah, there? it's yeah, it's oh. it's it's called it's like liner. The, yeah, it's, it's called a girdle. It's like it's the jar, a jar with peanut butter and jelly in the same jar. <laughs> wow. <That's... laughs> All right. Next question. <laughs> All right. <bro. laughs> what, what else do you got? <laughs> <laughs> all right do you need me to take over the youtube that was good. <laughs> uh okay uh let's see there's what a good one be... from john t what's the award okay. on zach's bookshelf mm. oh i like that good one. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean if you're gonna idea. flex out an award for no us... i wasn't i literally wasn't flexing that i i, I moved <laughs> to my bookshelf because i got criticized for bringing my basement last week and so the award uh was uh if i if i must answer it was yeah. pennsylvania sports writer of the year in 2018 very well designed. Wow. i think you've told a story about that i believe yeah. right on the uh, i think, yeah, I think I we peppered him on that i went down to winston salem yeah that's right yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah we've asked him about that okay you and you and gelb did, did yeah. you share it was it a time yeah we were we were co-winners yes mm. yes you know yeah. i was no, i was noticing uh last time i was at my parents house like Early on, I got a couple, um, you know, I, this will be taken away for a flex, but got a nice, uh, nice award from uh, Penn State, um, you know, the, the alma mater. And then I got another one at philly.com. I've noticed nothing has come my way in a long, long time. I mean, this was like a decade ago. We need to, we need to yeah. mock you up at like a physical trophy for the Bill yeah. Barnwell thing. Yeah. Can you, you do get that? promoted every two years? Nice. Okay. Yeah, that, yeah, that's the award. Okay. Right? That's yeah, the, I like a little hardware. You got, no, a, you hardware. Need a, hardware. You got a Barnwell. That's what they're called. It's an <laughs> yes. award. I like yes. that. All right, Bo, what else we got? Uh, what would surprise you more? Jalen Rager goes for over a thousand yards or JJ goes for over 750. What would surprise me more, JJ going JJ, over 750. Yeah, that, that's an easy one. I will say, watching Raker, I feel like my opinion on him, and just in terms of, I, I very much liked him coming out of the draft, but my opinion on how he moves, and I know you guys were talking about this yesterday, changes like three, four, five times during the course of a practice. Like, there was a time today where I was like, yeah, you know what, uh, here he's not, he doesn't look like sort of a special athlete. And then he had like a, a change of direction on a, on a slant or something where I'm like, ooh, that that was uh, very nice. So sort of a hard guy to get a handle on with uh, with some of that stuff. I feel like, um, and I think I said this yesterday, but I, I feel like he he moves like he tested. Um, I like he there's there were a couple times where he's like skied up. Uh, there was a, a high Wentz throw I think on Tuesday where he couldn't get it, but he tried to get it and he went way up there. 
Uh, I think he's really explosive vertically and horizontally, but I don't think he's like, uh, you know, Deshaun in a straight line speed. And, you know, that's a very high bar, but um, that's sort of how I think he moves. I said this in the, uh, in the observations. Do you think this is a stretch? I, I think that Rager leads the receivers in catches this year. Is that even, is that bold? In, ca- in catches. So you, uh, you got a little scared there and wouldn't go full with the prediction for yards. Yeah, because I think Deshaun is possible. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I know. That's why I said you got scared. Yeah. He's the favorite. Uh, in catches, um, no, I think he would probably. Is he the? Would he be the favorite? He might be the favorite. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think so. Which is that? Which is weird. Now that we're talking about it, I mean, well, you stipulated wide receivers. I mean, obviously, right. if he led the team in catches, that would be an unbelievable rookie year. I, also I think, think probably second. I mean, I would put him ahead of Goddard if we're talking just the whole offense, second in catches, right? I would say he's probably in that ball. I, I would say they're relatively close. I hate not catches, though. I, I mean, really. To, to yeah, talk no, about a talk, talk about like a, a metric or a, uh, not even a metric, a, a base stat that we should just get rid yeah. of. Like, who cares about Why? how many? Because what if you catch 40 balls for 15 yards? Like, who cares how oh, many catches you have? I, mean, I think that's extreme. I, then, I, you're, uh, no, then, it's, then all of a sudden you're putting out an album going, sorry, 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 I ain't sorry, and your name is Cole Beasley. Uh, I guess that's more of a Witten. Uh, yeah, that wasn't exactly what I was uh, going for, but, but uh, you know, I think catches matter. No, give me I, well, yards. No, I think there is uh, the, my, you know, I've talked about my fantasy thing is like PPR is dumb. It should Terrible. be, it should be point per first down. Like a first okay. down catch is, I, I, you know, I is at that. least it, it matters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously yards are more important. But. I mean, catches is almost the equivalent of like carries. Really, I mean, what? Uh, I mean, yeah. n- not to that extent, but and that's part of what I, why I said that about Rager because I just think I think they are going to be trying to force feed him the ball. Yeah. Okay. All right. What else we got? Uh, let's see. Ah, oh, you forgot. See, it's hard. You got to balance the. You're looking. You're talking. You're looking. Well, I, mean, I, 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 I make it look usually easy. Usually, the host has some other plan for the segment. It's not just you know. The plan for the, the segment, questions. Zach can confirm, was the plan for the segment not to mailbag. do a mailbag. Yes, Thank you. Some exactly. Which was sent prepared with which, by other the way, was sent many hours in. ago. Yes. Zach, I know you probably yes. appreciated me giving you the rundown do. many hours in advance. Yeah. We're an hour and 10 minutes into it, too. So, yeah, uh, so yeah. Peckness migrate, trade Ertz and sign Goddard to an extension. Extend Ertz and trade Goddard. Extend both. I don't know how, how you would peck something in that scenario. Yeah, I think so you I guess just, just got to rank, rank them. them. You, yeah. You, you, you yeah. Rank them. Um, honestly, I would extend Ertz, trade Goddard after this season. I think you can get good value for Goddard after this season. Um, and I, uh, he's obviously clearly a part of your offense, then extend both would be two. And then, uh, not, and not extending Ertz would be three. Cause I think Ertz is a guy who I would want to have here. Is this what you think they will do or what you would do? Oh, well, this is what I would do. What he would do. Yes. Uh, I agree with your one, uh, because I mean, the Ravens got a two, uh, second exactly. round pick for Hayden Hurst, you know, yes. God, Goddard is better <laughs> Than Hayden Hurst. So I know it, it takes a team, but I think that would probably be my uh, first. My second, though, would be the opposite, would be to trade Ertz and keep Goddard. My third would be to keep both. I mean, I, I don't want to be sinking that much money into uh, into two tight ends. So uh, Ertz's hair, though, looks fantastic, I will oh, say. Oh, great looking hair. Great I totally look. agree. Yeah. yeah. You know, I did the story on him. Oh, uh, uh, best he's ever looked, I think. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you haven't noticed his hair? 
I mean, I've noticed his hair. I, oh, I didn't fantastic. think it was like, If I had, I mean, if I was able to pull that off, man. Oh, yeah. You would never see me wearing a hat. I think he looks hat. great. Yeah. He look, and he he's got great. like, he's got a, he's got a, um, uh, a nicely established stubble that pairs well oh, with God. it. I think he looks fantastic. Man, we're kind of far away. I don't know how you got, how you noticed that with Zach noticing cleats and you noticing stubble. But, well, so, uh, I was know, able the, to see his pictures hair. on the team website. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because when I did that story on him, he, you know, in high school, he had this crazy, like long yes, he did. curly locks. Yeah. And, uh, then when he joined the Eagles, it was basically like a buzz. Uh, now he's found a good in-between game. It's like a veteran finding that mid-range jumper. He's mm. he's like uh, the European soccer player. Right? Yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah, it does look good. All right. Well, it's a little bit more curly, I think, than you might you know you might <laughs> see from. It's a, a lot of analysis. Marissa, standard. please don't use this <laughs> yeah. clip for social yes. media. I mean, really, we couldn't be. This couldn't be more pathetic. Yes. Uh, important question from Hamilton: If you could sum it up in one word or less, how are you doing, Shiel? Uh, I'm choosing less. Hmm, okay. Fewer. Uh, it's and less then, for one, right? Some. Oh, okay. Yes. A few requests um, for a market update from Zach. How are the markets doing? Any mm. any stock tips? <laughs> um, I, I mean, this is like a running joke you guys have had, but if you just listen to me at the combine, this is true. This like, is actually like true. literally, if you just <laughs> listen to me at the combine, and you look at like Apple became a two trillion dollar company yesterday for the it's the first two trillion dollar company, and at the combine it was like near the lowest it's 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 been over the past fifty two weeks. So like. Uh, <laughs> If you just listen. Amazon, too. yeah, yeah, exactly. All the all the tech stocks are like doing outstanding right now. So, so you 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 mocked me then, but literally, if you just invested in the tech stocks, then you'd be thanking me right now. Uh, I I will admit it. I crushed you, and you're right. If I would have just done what you said <laughs> at the combine, I would have a lot yes. uh, a lot more money right now. So uh, I am definitely guilty. But yeah, but but the market is, is so. Let's hit, hit us with another. Yeah, well, no, because I mean, then you're really pushing it. Unless you have something, Zach. Then yeah. No, yeah. I, I don't. Let's see if that out, was a fluke or not. I don't mm. want to give out uh, stock advice here, right okay. now. So, a uh, question from Bob Shiel: Given how uh, Hightower and Watkins are both looking good early, and the Alshon situation, his question is: How are you? You know, when I was doing these team. Guides, it's amazing how many teams have found like a starting caliber or a top three wide receiver on day three or without investing a lot of resources. So I know I've been the one really, you know, repeating over and over again that have uh, tempered your expectations for rookie wide receivers. But like, it's not out of the realm that you find a day three guy who really, uh, who really pops. So maybe their strategy of taking a bunch of swings and hoping that one or two connects, uh, I would say early returns are, are positive on those guys. How much of a lock is Greg Ward to make the team, asks Ernie. And if by chance he doesn't make it, who has to tell Merrill? Because uh, Merrill yeah, Greg, does love Greg Ward. Yeah, Greg Ward's going to be on the team this year. And actually, Doug oh, Peterson's oh. talking about him as a starter. I mean, just because oh, he's talking face. about it. Well, I just, like, I think he's going to be on the team too. But Greg Ward's gonna very be on definitive. The, he's going to be on the 53-man roster. I feel uh -huh. very confident in that. Yes. Well, all right. Well, how could you got to give odds now? So, so I felt so confident about Jason Peters that I went uh, 16 sandwiches to one. Mm. What oh, is, I'm not, good you know, prodding. Well, good well, listen, prodding. When you say like a lock, you yes. Because I mean, I mean let, let's say you could bet, um, you know, a thousand uh, dollars, but you got to pay uh, ten thousand dollars 
if he's not on the team. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't do that. See, so all right, that's a shout out to Sunset uh, Sunset Chaz, loyal listener who who encourages us to think about things uh, in those terms yes. when you are looking to uh, make a make a confident statement. So it puts it in perspective. I'm just trying to speak authoritatively instead of wishy-washy. <laughs> but yes. Zach's like, why am that's, I getting attacked? I'm getting attacked by saying no, Greg Ward is going to be on the roster. The least the, controversial team. The, uh, I, I try to get better at podcasting. And, and one of the things I've noticed is that I provide a lot of qualifiers when I speak. That's and, good. Uh, that's accurate. So, what I'm trying to do, though, is speak more authoritatively. We don't need you to be. We don't need you to be like a shock give like, jock. I give like honest, you take some swings. Answers. So yeah, yeah. So Greg Ward is going to be on the team. Period. Okay. But okay. don't. But don't bet. Uh, <laughs> well, on well, I I would take that money. What if we give you six? What if we give you six? What if we give you sixteen to one pastafisios? No, I I no. I was there yesterday, <laughs> by the way. You're not taking that. I feel like so, that's wait, a better see, bet than the Peters 16, one. Oh, how dare you! Yeah. No, I'm not. Uh, I'm not doing that. All right, let's wrap it up. Okay. What else we got? Um, Any good comments? Bigger, it doesn't have to be just questions. If there's funny okay, comments, well, I got a couple sure. questions. Okay. Bigger dumpster fire: Dream Team Eagles or this year's Sixers? Mm. Dream Team Eagles. This year's Sixers made the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, so what? Geez. There are eight teams that make the playoffs. If they get swept, that who cares that they made the playoffs? It's the Eastern Conference. Also, like they uh, made the playoffs. That I is mean, the weakest I mean, ben defense Simmons, of this year's. But like, but Ben Simmons got injured here. Uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm not saying they would have won. I'm just saying mm. the Dream Team Eagles were what? They were four and eight, right? Uh, I don't know. Wait, was the Dream Team was, that was it? Was that Andy's last year or the year before? No, Andy's that was the year before. The year yeah, before four and eight won their last yeah, four. They won their last four. Yeah. yeah so they were five hundred. Yeah. You can spin they it any way you want. Top sixteen team record wise. Yeah, That's just true. like the Sixers. Um, Woodpecker, well, the Sixers are a mess right now, by the way. So of course they are. Uh, Woodpecker, you rather? I don't, I'm not sure I understand this. Post shower feeling after a workout or post shower feeling after a day at the beach pool, uh, which is better? Wait, what's what's the beach pool? At the beach, like or you spend in a, pool. a day at the beach, yeah. at the beach, and then you take a shower, or you work out and then you take a shower. What's a better feeling? What does the oh, pool it's... have to do with any of that? Maybe if you've spent outside at a pool all day. Yeah, long. Oh, you're sweating. Okay, yeah, you. you're okay. I got so you. the post-workout sweat or the beach slash pool. Slash pool sweat. I'm going with. Uh, I'll, I'll say post-workout, but but I'm, I'm putting beach above pool. Because the the post beach workout, I'm sorry, the the, bo- the post the post. You're getting some sand off of you. Yeah, you're, oh, you're getting the sand off. That's you. easily yeah. number one. Yeah, I mean, so all the, this disgusting sand yeah. that gets in every you know in between your toes and everywhere, which yeah. who knows why anybody would ever want to spend time in this thing. Uh, get that off my body immediately. Yeah, but the the I mean, you don't have to subject yourself to the sand necessarily. But, but this I is guess the, this the, is the circumstance the, I was given. I think that's right because uh, sometimes you go you go shower after the workout, and then you're done with the shower, but you're still like there's residual sweat. Yeah, you're still sweating because you're you were working out. You know that's you need to that's take a better fun. shower then. Yeah, nice flex. No, it's not no, a better shower. You gotta wait. Yeah. You gotta wait you longer. Beads, beads yeah, on your face. you gotta yeah. wait longer post yeah. post workout for the shower. Uh, I think what well, we can make this the last question. Uh, Punk Please Berryman. Do. Uh, how are the metrics on BWF on Birds with Friends in comparison to other athletic podcasts? Time to gaz yourself up to work uh, or work to be done. He wants to know. We got the top the top panel here. 
Well, Marissa, Marissa in, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, she's, I don't know if she's allowed, allowed to share. Don't get Marissa fired. No, we don't fired. need to. My God, the we don't need to, we don't need to give specific Let's just say we're very proud of Birds with Friends. Thank you, okay. Marissa. There Thank you. So, and you guys do an excellent, excellent job. And I'm sorry to put you on the spot there. It's a big credit to all the loyal listeners out there, too. So keep listening, uh, downloading, is, subscribing, liking. She, that's the best answer so far. She's going the bow message. As up the listeners. Make sure they're on your side. That's a veteran move. If we were terrible, if we sucked, she obviously yes. probably, you know, she's a nice person. I don't think she would say that. I if think we, we were bad, we wouldn't even listeners. have Marissa. Yeah. yeah, no, I think uh, I think we've done well. We've built a very loyal audience. Uh, I don't think we're anywhere close to the ceiling. And we're so not I, satisfied. No, I mean, come yeah. on. Uh, you know, every year is a new year. We've got a new roster here uh this year last year's last year and so we don't know how we're gonna be i don't even know these guys names they have no names right well keep that going back to that gimmick yeah keep that for both but uh, i feel like uh we're not close to the ceiling i mean i I feel like everybody should take this chance to uh email text call every eagles fan you know in your circle uh if you have like a group of you know a group of six people who are on a text thread you're all eagles fans uh you know you should be dropping birds with friends references constantly to evangelize the where whoever doesn't listen to it feels like a complete outcast do whatever you have to do i begged for it in the beginning i'll beg for it in the end if i don't see a bump in, in all these things then uh, i'm just going to take the host chair over and over again and continue to berate you and uh, for longtime listeners you know that i am i'm not lying about that any closing comments I, I would add to that and 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 will bring our A game in I know the only Lord, if they do too. No, the, I'm not promising of that. So the the Lori draft was very popular among our listeners, even if they got it wrong. Except for like, one guy. That yeah. guy was very yes. mad. That was weird. Yeah. <laughs> but my point is 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 that uh, given current circumstances, we've been forced to be creative. And what I would pledge to our listeners is that we'll continue to be creative we're not just going to kind of mail in the podcast here this is going to be a big part of our coverage so we will continue to be creative yeah, i think uh, it's time for every listener to look themselves in the mirror and ask what they can do for us i'm not signing off to not mailing in any podcast <laughs> by the way uh last question what is your favorite uh philly accent like word or phrase uh I'll, i can start if you want yeah go ahead uh uh, what day of the week do the Eagles generally play? Sunday. 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 Okay. Sunday. D-E-E. Huh. All right. All right. I, would Mine, like that. I, I would say this. I would say basketball. Um, the A, the way I, I use my A. Yeah. 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 Oh. Basketball. Oh, okay. um, I like the way Zach says gas, but yeah. Yeah, I would yeah, say that, gas or one are your two that I would know. One. Yeah, Juan gotta do a Juan Samuel. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I I got when I started on the beat. When I started on the beat, I I said roster roster like R A W roster, and it received comments from like uh, some people on the staff that I I had <laughs> wow. had the monitor roster. Uh, so instead of roster. Jeez. Yes. Take it easy, people. All right. Uh, there is a um. I don't know if you guys know the Pout Pout Fish, the children's book. No. Uh, there are all these different uh, fish that come in to talk to the Pout Pout Fish to cheer him up. And one of them has a very Philly accent friendly 
set of words that I like to read in a Philly accent for Casey. I believe it's the, uh, no, not the clam. I mean, we're hour 21 yeah. minutes. There's yeah. a, I'll, I'll get back to you. Maybe okay. next, next episode okay. I can read the, uh, the top cut fish Philly version. Okay. All right. That will do it. You two, will you be back on Friday? Yeah, they're hitting tomorrow. We got to okay. talk about it. They're hitting. So it will be a very good podcast on Friday. No practice Saturday, correct? Correct. All right. Correct. So, so you can listen to the uh, Friday podcast, Friday evening or, uh, or Saturday or even Sunday morning. These guys will have it uh, covered. What happens at practice with the pads coming on. The joy pads are of a training camp practice. All right. For Zach, Bo, Marissa, I am Shield. Uh, remember what I said earlier. And um, you're not terrible if you do what I said.